0: geek
1: Welcome, 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 boys and girls, geeks and nerds, to a brand new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today we're joined live by James Gavsey talking about his new show on YouTube, Superhero Diaries. We'll then talk with the director of marketing from Marcus Theatres, Mr. Brett Hoffman, about all things movies. Stand by.
2: We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you don't know
0: Star Trek and Star Wars, we'll try to
1: Driving around the Greater St. Louis area then you are hearing us on the Big 550 KTRS, our second live show on this station. Very excited to be on the radio here, where I started. Uh, if you are driving around and listening, and you have any questions throughout this show, you can text us at eight four one two six. We are also streaming this live. If I'm not mistaken, we are doing uh, what are we doing tonight, Joey? We're doing Twitch for the first time, uh, Twitter slash Periscope because Periscope's going away. We're also doing YouTube and facebook got them all right so hello to everyone streaming the show uh full show we've got two guests we're gonna jump right in you've heard if you've been listening to geek to me radio since we started you've heard james gavsey on the show with us several times talking about the who would win show ride share the series right let me try that again i'd like to buy a vowel ride share the series and now he's back to talk about his brand new endeavor superhero diaries james how are you I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for jumping on air. We appreciate your uh, being on to talk about another project.
2: There's a lot going on as always. Why stay bored, right? Why not keep That's going? Right.
1: I don't have you. Have you ever been bored, James? It seems like you've always got at least eight projects going at any one time.
2: Yeah, I was bored once. I didn't like it, and then I kind of went a little too far in the other direction. But you know, hey, why not? <laughs>
1: Overcorrecting. That's all right, though. That's good. Um, so, like I told everyone who was listening, we've uh, we've had you on before to talk about the Who Would Win show. Which, if you guys are listening right now and you're wondering what that is, go to who would is it Who Would Win show or Who Would win.com?
2: It's Who Would Win show.com.
1: and it's always a great matchup. You'll see some just bizarre stuff like. Indiana Jones versus James Kirk. It's got stuff from the multiverse. You'll see Marvel people taking on anime. You've got Metroid from Nintendo taking on people from it's. It's crazy and it's always a lot of fun. You and Ray Canis do a great job on that show.
2: Thank you so much. You know, again, as a, as a grown man, uh, there's nothing more important than talking about who would win between like Luke Skywalker and Spider-Man. Exactly. That is the thing that grown men do. That's what they should continue to do on a daily basis, and that's why we do it.
1: And I still, one of my favorites to this date is Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus the Beast from the X-Men. That was a great, great fight.
2: <laughs> we, you know, like I said, we, we've got a whole team now. We, we've got a production team behind it. And part of the fun is just trying to figure out the crazy matchups that make so much sense, but just no one has actually talked about. Uh, Red Hulk versus Homelander, mm. uh, Vision versus uh, Samus, and you know Scarlet Witch versus uh, uh, Constantine, You know, just to name a few.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, it's always you can follow them on Twitter also, uh, but that's that's always a lot of fun to hear those fights. And you just got off the ride share of the series, which was brilliant, and you've kind of dovetailed into a brand new one, same production company, but it's superhero diaries. Talk a little bit about the genesis of this idea.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's uh, superhero diaries from Digital Sky. It's a YouTube series. The premise is really simple. It's what do you think your favorite superheroes are really thinking behind the mask, but can't say out loud, so they'd actually have to say it in their diary. And it's a comedic parody series where we kind of take a look behind the mask and uh, kind of see what, you know, as unfiltered as possible, uh, superheroes, sometimes possibly supervillains, are really thinking.
1: And we've uh, we've seen Batman. We've seen Wonder Woman. We've just introduced Deadpool. So it's across the spectrum of it's not just dc people not just marvel people i'm assuming because you've been very tight-lipped about it we'll probably see maybe some other fandoms come up in the comic book realm because there's a lot of characters to encompass out there
2: that's true you know like why keep it marvel why keep it dc uh make it about the superhero community as a whole and if you think by the way this was part of the fun when we were kind of creating the series is saying, okay what are our rules? Does Deadpool know about Batman? Does Alfred kind of understand what Wonder Woman's coming through or, you know, Spider-Man? And the answer is yes, why not to all of it? So in this universe, this parody universe, there's no clear line between Marvel and DC. They all coexist and all know about each other.
1: And these are, this isn't like someone drawing it out and doing the voice. You've actually got actors in very realistic, very nice costumes. Uh the the guy who you have as Batman is dressed almost in the Batfleck costume. Uh you've got a very uh DC uh, what am I trying to say? DC movie look for Wonder Woman. Uh the Deadpool is straight out of the the Fox film franchise looks. So I guess the hard part is the casting of these people. So talk a little bit about the casting process that you went through.
2: Well, like, you know, we want great actors who also have this amazing ability to do really high-level improv because we, we outline each script, we write it out, of course, and we give it to the actors, let them perform it their way, and then we say, hey, great, now use your improv skills and just go crazy, right within reason, mind you. And they just kind of go nuts and come up with some gold. So we, we have um, Don Jeans, who's doing Batman, Nina Tarr, who's doing Wonder Woman, um patrick bristow who is doing deadpool the great thing great thing about all these actors that they just really embrace their parts patrick bristow sounds really crazy similar to ryan reynolds it's 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 kind of scary how similar they sound to each other no
1: that's great so was it was it part of the obviously when deadpool's got the full mask on the voice has to sell that part more than anything else so i guess that's is that why he got the part
2: he, he, he got the part definitely because, first of all, he's a great actor. Uh, he's been in everything from showgirls, curb your enthusiasm. He's done a ton of great stuff. Um, but he also has a great improv background. And when I say great, I mean he's one of the leaders, one of the top people within improv, within at least the L.A. community of improv. Hmm. And when he puts on that costume, he knows how to emote his hands and his head gestures and how his body's moving. You know what's happening. You know exactly what you're supposed to be doing because he communicates through everything except for his facial, uh, you know, the way he moves his face and kind of, you know, does his normal body movements. It's just, it's actually really, really fun to watch.
1: And I know your last series, you guys made quite a splash with Rideshare, uh, which had a great cast as well. I'm assuming now you've got a bit of a reputation, so there's probably people lined up to work with you guys and Scott Zachern and everyone else on these upcoming projects, I would guess.
2: It's really interesting what happened. So when Digital Sky first started, they did an anthology series. It was like a scripted podcast. And it was just absolutely incredible. That's from the mind of Scott Zacharin. And then that's when I kind of came on board after that series. And we kind of kept going. And and it was funny. People like, digital what? Digital who? What are you doing? And so, you know, we reached out to actors. They came on board. Everyone was really cool. And then all of a sudden, you're right. We started getting a pretty good reputation around town. And now people are kind of reaching out to us saying, hey, what do you have? What are you working on? Can I be part of it? And the answer is, yeah, come on in.
1: And with uh, these, I, I guess you've got everything planned out already. Uh, are you filming them very far in advance for Superhero Diaries? Do you have them all already kind of done, or are you still kind of going along bit by bit? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very cagey <laughs> answer. So he's not going to answer that one directly, if you notice that, folks.
2: Uh, we do have some. I can't, listeners- I can't give away the production secrets here, James. God, that's uh, true. The answer is yes. <laughs> Everything you're saying seems kind of correct.
1: And we want to give some shout-outs to the people on the live stream. Uh, it looks like on the Facebook, we've got Ryan Cooper, David DeRose, and Christopher Strong all said hello. Uh, they're listening on Facebook. Well, again, as a reminder, if you're interested at all in all in and watching as well as listening, we're on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, live-streaming this and obviously broadcasting on the Big 550. If you want to text in a question for James, uh, you can do that at just text 84126. With working on these series, you've obviously kind of, you had your anthology you started out with, and that's where you plucked Rideshare from to start. Superhero Diaries, was that part of that anthology as well, and that was just the next tick on the list, or was this something that kind of came up totally differently?
2: Here's the thing. We, we had a whole game plan all set out. And then, you know, the creative force behind Digital Sky, uh, great guy named Scott Zagrin, uh great writer, great producer, really fun to work with. And I remember we were talking about what's the next step in our plan here. And he's like, hey, crazy idea. What if we did superhero diaries out of the blue? And he knew, <laughs> like, you know, my geek background, my love for su- everything superhero. And of course, it took me about uh, less than a second to say, I'm in. And and that's how it started. It was kind of not on the game plan, but when Scott kind of has a great idea, you, you've kind of I've kind of learned that you listen and you kind of say, "Go on, tell me more. What do you think?" And that's kind of how the whole idea came into fruition.
1: And with this being, uh, I know in rideshare, for those of you who haven't heard it yet, you should definitely go to YouTube, find it there. But you and Ray Stacanis from the Who Would Win show had a cameo in Rideshare. Are you able to say whether or not we'll get another Who Would Win cameo in Superhero Diaries?
2: Um, I'm going to plead the fifth, okay, and say that you never know what to expect. Yeah, Ray Stacanis and I, we, we we made a great appearance and a lot of fun in all the episodes. of Rideshare. Rideshare is the most comic. Um, starring Eric Markzoff. You remember him as um, Booster Gold from Smallville. He's also been a long time uh, actor with days of lives. By the way, wonderful human being, awesome guy all around. Agreed. And, yeah, we did an impromptu who would win match of Susan. And uh, we don't have a clear winner on that yet. So uh, you can see Ray Sicanis and myself as motion comic characters uh, within, uh, I think it's episode... Five of Rideshare the series just go to Digital Sky on YouTube and you can check the whole series out
1: and we're talking with James Gavsey about Superhero Diaries uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break James are you okay to hold with us through a break absolutely all right stay around geek to me Radio will be coming back right after this talking more with James Gavsey hang on
0: Hi guys, it's Emily Swallow. I have two things to tell you, one of which is This is the Way,
2: and you are listening to Geek to Me Radio.
1: swallow one of my uh, wonderful guests if you've not this might be the first time if you're driving around the st louis area and you've tuned on seeing what we have on ktrs uh geek me radio We've been going for almost five years now and you can go to geek me radio.com my brand new website thanks to jeff S- shelton and gary capps And you can check out my other interviews with people like Emily Swallow from The Mandalorian. Uh, We've actually had Eric Martzoff, thanks to James Gavsey from, he mentioned Eric's on Days of Our Lives as Brady Black, Booster Gold from Smallville. And we're chatting now with James Gavsey, talking all about superhero diaries. So this has already been a lot of fun. It's just one of those you watch and you just, you can't help but laugh at how much fun this series is. Is it going to ramp up? Are we expecting it to get kind of crazier as the series go? Can you give us any hints?
2: That I can say. Definitely expect a whole lot more crazy. Uh, expect uh, you know, your favorite superheroes to be put in some really weird, unfamiliar situations. And um, yeah, well, part, part of the fun of this series is coming up with the concepts of what the scripts are going to be like. And, you know, we kind of push the limits. And, of course, we've got to draw them back and kind of keep a strong PG-13 rating at most. But um, we'll be pushing it pretty hard. Everyone's going to love what's coming up. One of my favorite episodes is coming out very, very soon. I'm not going to give out any spoilers. Let's just say I came up with um, some horrible, like crazy, bad, very, yeah, uh, I went there with a lot of the, uh, the the comedy. We drew it back. It's still a lot of fun.
1: Perfect. And I love that you said before when we talked about this, um, these guys, all these people you're, you're working with, these actors, are great at improv. So there's a lot of stuff where you're just filming away and you guys are laughing too hard to yell cut.
2: Correct. So that's... One of the uh, last episodes uh, I got to help direct it. um, I let the actor just go because he (laughs) he was just like spewing gold, more and more gold. And I'm like, this is better than what I wrote. Keep going, please. So uh, you'll definitely see the uh, improv genius coming out in the next episodes.
1: Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of improv. So I think that's one of the reasons I'm enjoying this so much is because I'm trying to tell... Is that part of the script, or is that something they just kind of were letting them go on? So that's always fun to kind of see where that line is drawn as well. And then with all the other stuff you've got come up, we mentioned Rideshare. Superhero Diaries is still coming out. If people want to keep up with you online, where can people find you, websites, uh, places to look for you, etc.
2: Sure, you can find – well, first of all, go ahead and check out YouTube, uh, Superhero Diaries on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com Superhero Diaries. Um, New episodes are coming out every week. Again, it's going to be a lot of fun. And just keep in mind, when you leave a comment or you kind of interact with the community, we read it. We actually, and and James, you and I have been interacting on Twitter. You know, I kind of go nuts on that. But the whole (laughs) Visual Sky team will actually interact with what you're saying because uh, we love to hear what you're thinking about it. So check us out at YouTube.com Superhero Diaries. You can check out Ride Share, the series, amazing motion comic really? uh, yeah. at DigitalSky.com or just go to YouTube and check out Digital Sky. And, of course, you can find me at James Gatsby on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also check out the Who Would Win Show uh, wherever you check out your uh, podcasts.
1: Lots of stuff going on. James Gatsby, the man who never sleeps because he's got all these irons on the fire all the time. <laughs>
2: That's how you got to live,
1: right? <laughs> that's that's correct. Uh, as always, James, pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk to you very soon.
2: Look forward to it. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. There he goes. And we're going to take our next break. We're going to hang right back talking with Brett Hoffman from Marcus Theaters, all about what's going on in the world of movies. So please stand by. is me, Kevin Smith-Salembaugh, Bob. you're listening to geek to me Radio, man. This is the
0: only radio show that the guy does Batman Beyond listens to for his geek news. And we're
1: back. Well, make sure you check out MarcusTheaters.com. That's the website. You'll be able to find the Marcus Theaters and the movie tavern located closest to you. Uh, if you're following me on Instagram, you saw I just put up a reel about how easy and safe it is to go to Marcus Theaters and here to tell you more about that and just talk movies because the guy is a font of information, Brett Hoffman, the director of marketing for Marcus Theaters. How are you, sir? Hey, James.
0: I'm doing great. Great to be on again.
1: Glad to have you. Uh, so much going on. I know uh, we've talked about it here on the show for a while now that uh, movies came back started to reopen in uh, right around the Labor Day time because I went out and immediately saw Tenant but the movies are starting to trickle back out from the production houses and it's just a matter of getting people out there to let them know it's safe and everything to go see movies again.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. We've actually had Select theaters open since July of last year mm. and like you mentioned, most of our theaters opened up around Labor Day weekend for the release of Tenant. And the health and safety of our customers and employees is the top priority. We follow the National Association of Theater Owners' Cinema Safe protocols, and that includes everything from low contact ticketing and food and beverage ordering. We require masks except in eating or drinking. We have socially distanced seating configurations. We have enhanced air filtration and we do a methodical cleaning after every movie. So a lot of different things have been being done successfully. For over eight months now, and as you mentioned, nothing could be more thrilling than seeing people return to the movies, most notably as Hollywood starts to release these bigger-name attractions. And it was so great to see over these past couple weeks a lot of people coming back who hadn't been to the movies before to see movies like Tom and Jerry and Ray and the Last Dragon and anything else that was released. But we're starting to see attendance come back.
1: And I know it was rough for a while because movies just weren't coming out. But I know Marcus, I know the Ronnie's Theater especially, I saw it a lot there. But you guys, the ones that stayed open, were doing retro movies and throwing back. But there's been uh, some innovations as far as the low contact thing and these private movie theater rentals, which are really cool that you guys are doing.
0: Oh, yeah. And, And like you said, there's two big innovations that probably came about of this. The ability to not only order your tickets online, but also order your food and beverage online and have it delivered to you but also this whole idea of Marcus Private Cinema, which we've set up to allow our customers the chance to rent at a private screen for up to 20 people. And, man, is this a great way for anyone who just wants to come out and see a private showing, whether it's a family that wants to see movies alone, whether it's for birthday parties. We've had people just do special date nights with them and their significant other. And uh, also, I've been hearing a lot from People who are just setting up work team building events because for so many of us, we haven't seen our coworkers on anything but a computer screen <laughs> for almost over a year. Right. And now you can bring your coworkers back, everyone can feel safe because there's adequate spacing for everyone to feel comfortable. And it's a great time just to do a little meeting with your staff and then see a movie. What a great way to get people together for the first time in about a year. So this has been just a wonderful experience with Marcus Private Cinema and getting people back to the movies.
1: And we always mention the website, MarcusTheaters.com. They can just go right to the website, and it's pretty much a click-through and uh, click process where they just go. I think it's MarcusTheaters.com slash Private Cinema. Am I right?
0: Yeah, that's right. MarcusTheaters.com slash Private Cinema. And... What I didn't mention is how affordable it is. This isn't something where you're going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars renting out a private cinema. Our private cinemas for up to 20 people range from $99 to $175. And, boy, is that a great deal when you consider we're providing a huge entertainment experience that really can't be replicated from home. Like I said, $99 to $175 for that great special experience. And I think that's why we're seeing such a huge response to this. And we're very happy to see people using this as a reason to come back to the movies.
1: And I love the app, too, because I, I, I didn't have the app in the beginning. I found you could download it and you just order the food from the app as you're driving in the car over there. So it's ready for you because you tell them what time the movie is starting and you just walk right up, get your popcorn, because I, I can't see a movie without popcorn and soda. It's kind of like Pavlovian <laughs> with me. So that's nice that you've got that ability to do such a thing with the app.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about trying to wait in line or any of those things. Just order everything on our Marcus Theaters mobile app, which you could find in the Android store or the Apple iTunes store. And it's just a great way to just do everything all at once and just have your food delivered for you to you right in the cinema.
1: So I just went and saw Chaos Walking Saturday at the St. Charles Marcus Theater location. Um, I, I I remember seeing the previews for it. But it felt it's very wibbly wobbly timey wimey with all the stuff from 2020. I feel like we're right now we're in the 17th March or 17th month of 2020. So I can't remember when the previews first came out, but I remember wanting to see the film because I'm a Tom Holland fan. I like Daisy Ridley, the whole cast. Mads Mikkelsen was great, um, but it it struck me as a bit of an odd movie. You've seen this one already, yeah? Yeah, I've seen it. What were your thoughts on it?
0: You know, this one was a really interesting one because it's based upon a very popular series of books a trilogy by this guy patrick ness and this being very popular we knew there were a lot of fans that wanted to come out and see this movie my opinion of it james was you could tell that they had a little bit trouble in the editing room trying to get this right and trying to tell the narrative what i would really compliment them on is i thought the last 30 minutes of the movie really kind of tied it together and it was a great sci-fi film at that point point. Except it took a while for them to get this thing going, and i I hope actually they finish out the next two uh, movies in this series on screen, but I just don't know if that was enough to be able to do it. What did you think
1: yeah i I, I felt there were a couple I, I walked away with a couple questions, and I won't you going discuss it off air because I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody, but I felt like there were some things that the movie did not answer for me, and I'm not sure it's because I didn't read the book on which it was based or they purposely kind of left things. In that vein so that opens it up for the next movie. Uh, but those were my kind of takeaways. Like I said, the acting was great. I, I enjoyed the story, but it just I felt like there were a couple things like, ooh, was that a plot hole? Did they just not address that properly or are they setting it up for something else?
0: Yeah, I think they had challenges in this one, and I can say how you set up a narrative in a book is much different than what you need to do in a two hour or so. Uh, timed movie. And I think that was the challenge where a book has a lot of time that you can take with backstory and development. With movies, people are looking to get that information right up front. And if anything, I would say that was the flaw. in the fact that I just didn't feel like they moved the story along quick enough for people to really get excited in that first, I would say, hour, 10 minutes or so.
1: And we just had on our streaming. Uh, we're streaming this on Facebook, and Catherine Bird says that the Christmas tradition folks out in St. Charles should have a movie in July. So they're gonna. You might get another uh, private cinema booking uh, from some people wanting to get out and see a movie with their coworkers. <laughs> That's great. But we've got uh, a lot of other movies because I sat there in the previews because I always get there early because the previews are my fi- one of my favorite parts of any movie. And it's like movie foreplay. And The Courier came up, which is uh, due out this weekend, and that looks brilliant.
0: Yeah, let me tell you, this is a movie that's kind of flying under the radar. It's being put up by Roadside Attractions. It comes out this Friday, March 19th. It's a spectacular true story about events that happened during the Cold War to help prevent the Cuban Missile Crisis. Benedict Cumberbatch plays a civilian salesperson named Greville Wynn, who was recruited to infiltrate the USSR and send back messages from a Russian informant. And he was able to do this because he was the perfect person for a job, because his assignment was to just simply do his job and act as a salesperson trying to sell Western technology to the Soviet Union. And knowing that this is a true story just makes it even better once you watch this thing on screen.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that cast looks great, but it, it looks very... I love the Cold War era kind of movies. Uh, it just kind of takes you back to a little bit of a bygone era with that the whole James Bond thing from the 60s and kind of when it, it's peak spy. So I think that's. Uh, it looks very stylized, and it looks like it'll be really good.
0: Yeah, Cumberbatch is spectacular. When is he not? Rachel Brosnahan is a C-area operative, who a lot of people know from House of Cards and miss Mrs. Maisel. And there's an up-and-coming actress named Jessie Buckley who you're starting to see break through. She's been in Fargo. She's been in Chernobyl. And she came in second place in a BBC talent show years and years ago. And you're going to see her in more and more movies. So watch her. She plays the wife of Cumberbatch's character, and her name's Jessie Buckley. So watch it for her. She's going to be in more in the future.
1: And another one that we saw the preview for while we were watching Chaos Walking was Nobody. And it's, it's Bob Odenkirk from a Better Call Saul. And this isn't a movie I would have thought about him being in the lead role for, but he sells it in the previews. It looks really good.
0: Oh, yeah. It totally looks like a John Wick type of movie. You know, most I think everyone thinks of Bob Odenkirk as Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. And... This is kind of what I compare to, you know, when Liam Neeson first did Taken and got out of a lot of dramatic roles into this action role. And I would consider this Bob Odenkirk's chance to be Taken-like. Now, I don't know if he'll have the success that Neeson does when he did three Takens and a whole bunch more movies that were so much more like Taken as well. But this one really looks neat in terms of what they're putting on screen.
1: And it's got Christopher Lloyd in it, too, which I don't think, in my opinion, if you're seeing this on the live stream, go ahead and shoot me a comment if I'm wrong. I don't think Christopher Lloyd has been in a bad movie.
0: <laughs> I I think everyone thinks about him for Back in the Future, but no one realizes that he was in Star Trek Three right. and, and a whole bunch of other movies. Go take a look at IMDb and oh my look gosh. at the depth of his character. And you'll be surprised what he's been in. When you
1: go from Reverend Jim in Taxi to Klingon Commander Krooge in Star Trek III, that's a pretty pretty good wide range of uh, acting ability.
0: Yeah, and and we'll see if Bob Odenkirk's range can work here, because he plays a normal family man whose past is awakened. There's a burglar at his house, and he doesn't engage with the burglar. And his family and his neighbors are kind of looking down on him because of that. But that kind of awakens some dormant instincts, and we find out he actually had a past that uh, basically leads his character for the rest of the movie to actually be the target of Avenger Drug Lord, or more better put, they become his target, and the rest of the movie is just a bunch of action and carnage and Bob Odenkirk cooking, you know, kicking some serious rear. If you watch the trailer, you'll be able to see that.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that, it, it looks great. That's definitely on my list as well. Uh, a couple other movies that are on my list still that we want to talk about, but do you mind holding through a break? Yeah, let's do that. All right, we're going to take our next commercial break. We'll come right back talking more with Brett Hoffman from Marcus Theatre. So please stand by.
2: Hi, this is Karen Sony, and you're listening to me on Geek to Me Radio. Lucky you. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for
1: years. I'm rocking my What's up And we're back want to make sure to tell you about our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles. That's DiscoverSTCharles.com. If you've been with me, if you're a longtime fan who's been with me since 2016, when we first started the show, City of St. Charles was our very, very, very first sponsor who immediately came on. No questions asked. They said, yes. Let's sponsor you. When are we starting? What are we doing? And they've been with me ever since. It is a great place to visit. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We've gotten people vaccinated. Uh, Restrictions are starting to lift. And City of St. Charles is a great place to visit. If you're kind of getting some cabin fever and you're in the St. Louis area, go for a walk on Main Street. The weather's going to be nice. We're coming up on spring. Go take your dog to the uh, Frontier Park and play Frisbee. If your cat will play Frisbee, play Frisbee with your cat. That's fine. Uh, always a good time to be had. You can bike right up and down the KD Trail. You can rent a bike stop from the Bike Stop Cafe if you don't have a bike. If you're a history buff, they've got stuff. They've got the fancy plaques on all the buildings, they've got statues. If you're a foodie, my goodness, you've got to hit Main Street in St. Charles. There's the Tompkins House. There's salt and smoke. There's magpies. So there's something for every appetite. If you are listening and you're out of town, you might be streaming this online and you're not in the greater St. Louis, St. Charles area. That's okay. You can stay at a charming bed and breakfast. You can stay at a world-class hotel with fantastic accommodations. Whatever you like, St. Charles has you covered. Go to the website to plan your trip, whether you're from out of town or in town. That's discoverstcharles.com. Discover. STcharles.com, as we always say here on geek to me radio it's an historically good time we're talking with brett hoffman of marcus theaters marcus theaters is the official movie sponsor of geek to me radio and we had a couple other comments in the live chat here on the facebook ryan cooper said he's looking forward to cruella which is a movie that i did see the preview for and i was a little uncertain about that when at first brett do you have any uh, thoughts on cruella
0: Oh, it looks tremendous, and it's a live-action prequel, basically following a young Cruella DeVille. So this is before we see the donations in the picture, but a a live-action prequel of Cruella DeVille, and it's played by the one and only Emma Stone. So I think it's going to be spectacular with her in the lead role.
1: Yeah, and they've got uh, these these Disney—I mean, there's so many ways they can go with this, because I'd love to go back and see prequels for some of these other Disney villains. I'd like to see what happened to a young Jafar. How did he become right-hand to the Sultan? You know, we'd like—because there's a lot of—Disney could basically just print money at this point with all their prequels they could do for all their movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I would say so too. They've got backstories that they can they can put out for years. Exactly. And another big movie
1: that I've seen a lot of people talking about on the Twitter sphere and online is Godzilla vs. Kong, which is another one I saw a trailer for uh when we saw Chaos Walking. That looks like it's going to be big.
0: Oh, certainly big. Tickets are on sale now for this one. It opens on a Wednesday night, March 31st. And I think this is just a combination where two are better than one. We've certainly seen some very positive heat in terms of discussions on social media. I can tell you that I was a bit surprised because Godzilla: King of Monsters from 2019 was a bit of a disappointment, at least commercially. Yeah. But on the other hand, I can say I loved Kong Skull Island and feel that that was very underrated as a movie.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like they're they're trying to, and I know we tried. We saw Universal try to build a kind of a uh, monster universe, kind of they're taking the, the page from Marvel where they're trying to do an interconnected universe. We saw with uh, Tom Cruise in The Mummy, and I kind of was digging where that was going to go, but that kind of fell off and it looks like these are kind of doing it and it seems like they're they're proceeding apace uh, without any real problems.
0: Yeah, this, if you've seen the trailer and all the various footage, this may be what a lot of people are looking for for their return to cinemas. It's a pure popcorn movie. It's got Two giant monsters duking it out for superiority while we spectate. It should be tremendous to watch this thing on the big screen.
1: And then we've got also the uh, the, the whole slate of stuff that's coming out. Mortal Kombat is on my list. I will honestly say a lot of people kind of you know, say bad things about the original Mortal Kombat movie that came out in, gosh, 1990. But I was a fan of that movie. And they the previews came out just, what, last week for uh, this new Mortal Kombat?
0: And it looks really good. Yeah, uh, the trailer came out a couple weeks ago, and I grew up playing this video game, and people seem to be loving this. I'm I'm really looking forward to what it does when it comes out on April 16th. The thing it has going against it is video game movies typically aren't the best in terms of box office results. Mm. And we didn't rehearse this, James, but let me ask you, what do you think was the most successful video game release of all time?
1: Video game movie release? um gosh i would uh, probably not joey's doing i can't tell what he's trying to say oh sonic joey said joey my my executive producer joey says sonic if i had to guess wasn't it if i'm not mistaken that adam sandler flick that came out with all the different like
0: pac-man and everything in it was that high on the list no it wasn't that feature but actually Mm. your producer there is right domestically Ah. at least Sonic the Hedgehog was number one, which came out last year right before the pandemic hit. It made $146 million domestically, and that's followed by Pokemon Detective Pikachu, oh, which made $144 right. million. Now, worldwide, it's really interesting because Warcraft is actually the number one uh, at least grossing movie worldwide with $439 million. But interestingly enough, it only made seven, $47 million domestically. Hmm. So... When you look at this you know there's a lot of mixed results of video game movies but 146 million dollars is what we might call a mid-level blockbuster and that's the the highest domestic movie we've ever seen with sonic the hedgehog and 25 years ago mortal kombat though did 70 million dollars when it was released and its follow-up in 97 did 35 so I'm really hoping they can capture that magic and spirit of what got everyone involved with these games. I mean, the trail looks spectacular. The effects look spectacular. If they can pull it off, I think this one's going to be dynamite.
1: See, I just got sad because I was thinking about the original Mortal Kombat, and I started thinking about the other one, Street Fighter, and I, now I'm missing Raul Julia because he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Major Bison from the uh, Street Fighter thing. But yeah, I think I think it seems like the video game movies are bankable. It's just a matter of if people like the way they're done, because stylistically, this one looks really sharp.
0: Yeah, and we've seen a a lot of hidden misses over the years, so we'll have to see. I mean, Assassin's Creed, you look at that one, it had a great pedigree and just didn't pay off on screen. But uh, we'll see, and I'll tell you, though, I'm really excited about this one, so I'm crossing my fingers as well.
1: And on the list of other movies coming out, uh, this will be, we had a bit of a drought. We were so used to getting two or three Marvel movies a year, And after Endgame, uh, and then the last Spider-Man, that was kind of it. And Black Widow's been pushed back, if I'm not mistaken, three times. Uh, But we're hopefully going to get Black Widow in May, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, let's hope this is our kickoff this summer. It's been delayed for quite some time, but we get to see Scarlett Johansson again. This will be a really interesting one because supposedly it takes place in between Civil War and Infinity War and, and deals with what goes on during that time period for your character in between those two. So I think it will be a tremendous movie. Let's be honest, I, I really don't think Marvel's ever let us down. I haven't seen a Marvel film that I didn't enjoy, and I don't think this one's going to be any different.
1: No, I would agree. It's, I think because uh, a lot of people were talking about the idea of superhero fatigue because we were seeing so many, and DC was launching with Aquaman and Shazam and Wonder Woman 2. But I think the 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 break, the hiatus that the pandemic gave us may have helped – Black Widow, possibly, especially with how much people enjoyed Wandavision and were just lapping that up because they were kind of missing the Marvel universe. So maybe Black Widow, kind of taking this little break, will help it out at the box office. Do you have thoughts on that, one way or the other?
0: Well, probably. I think we're a little bit starved. I think after Endgame, all of us needed to take a breath. Um, that spectacular three-hour-plus, uh, you know, piece of work there just had us all, you know, thinking, trying to, trying to trying to process everything. But now I think people are really starved from a Marvel film, and that's why I think it will do very well.
1: And I, I, it's one of the things I've always talked about, too, when we've we've had this pandemic uh, looming over us and things have been shut down. But I always say that when you go to see a movie, no matter how good your sound system is in your home, no matter how many friends you've got over or what kind of the size of your TV, when you go and see Endgame on opening night and Cap gets that hammer and lights up Thanos with the lightning. Just people cheering in the theaters. That's not something you can recreate at home. And that's why I'm so hopeful that we're kind of moving to the end of all this, where people can start going to the theaters in large numbers. Again, I know we're still being safe. We're wearing our masks. We're socially distancing. But that some of these movies, they, they've got to be seen in a the theater.
0: Yeah, there's something just about that energy, about that vibe of being around people and just hearing people cheer at the right moments, And it's just such a great feeling watching a movie and then just walking out of that theater together in triumph. And I think that's what movies do for us. We laugh together, we cry together, we cheer together, and you just can't replicate that at home. So we're very happy to have some movies coming up on screen for people to come see. And there's
1: still a long list of other movies that we've got to look forward to. I know you sent me a list of some of the ones that are coming up from Mortal Kombat all the way through August with The Hitman's Bodyguard 2, which that was a brilliant first movie with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. But on this list, you've got, uh, I'll just go through it real quick. On April 16th, Mortal Kombat. May 7th, Black Widow. May 21st, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Also on the 21st is Spiral. We talked about Cruella on May 28th. May 23rd is A Quiet Place too, and that's before we've even gotten to summer. Of those movies there in that little s- slate, do you have any ideas of which ones will probably do better than others?
0: Well, you know, A Dark Horse for me is that movie Spiral they just talked about, which comes out the week before Memorial Day. I would have never thought that you would have seen eight Saw movies after I saw the first one, but they <laughs> stretch that series out to eight, and now this one's technically the ninth, but it's a new chapter they're calling it from the book of saw Chris rock stars at Samuel Jackson. in this one, it looks like to be a great detective cop thriller and a twist on the world of saw. And I think if Lionsgate does this right, you could see eight of these spiral type book of saw movies come up in the future as well. So I think they've got some great opportunity there. And I'm really looking forward to that. as kind of a dark horse of starting something new. Otherwise, when you look at everything else that's coming out, I can tell you that there's a lot of question marks and a lot of things that I know will do well. The the big question mark for me is actually on July 4th weekend, on July 2nd, Top Gun Maverick comes yeah. out. And it's not often that you see a sequel come out 35 years later. And this will be interesting. Does this have the heat that it had in 1986 when the original one was released? And, The one good thing about it is, if you've been watching the Mission Impossible series, first of all, Tom Cruise looks like, even though it's been 35 years, he (laughs) looks like he's maybe aged five years (laughs) in between. (laughs) And as a producer, this guy is very intense. The things that he does and the things that he insists on doing from a perfection standpoint are just amazing. We've seen him do this time and time again with the Mission Impossible films and I can see from watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on Top Gun: Maverick that he's taking the same approach. So I think this is going to be a great thrill ride for the summer. I'm just wondering if it's going to bring audiences back in mass like it did when he captured the magic and uh, being cliched it took our breath away in 1986. Right.
1: Well, there is that nostalgic uh, thing, you know, what everyone's kind of hankering for that nostalgic feeling. So there's probably going to be some people coming to see it just for that reason as well, but. Uh, the fact that, you know, like Tom Cruise, again, take his religion or whatever you want to say about Tom Cruise personally. He's usually in pretty decent movies. I've never uh, seen one that's, like, terrible.
0: Yeah, the only one he missed on, you mentioned it, was actually The Mommy. <laughs>
1: right, which, I again, I like, so maybe I'm the weird
0: one. Who knows? But I can think about that. But, uh, yeah, he, he does great work. And I think this one, I'm going to enjoy it. It looks great. I just wonder, you know just how much will it make compared to other movies that are coming out this summer? Because you've got a great slew of movies coming out. I think it's going to be a truly an ultimate summer when you look at it. Um, the other movie that kind of surprises me in here, and I could say I could go either way on, there's a movie called Jungle Cruise. It's based upon the popular Disneyland or Disney World ride. It stars Dwayne Johnson, Emily Bunt, and Paul Giamatti. And I can tell you, after watching the trailer for this film, this could be a movie like Jumanji. If Mm. done right, we could see this kind of capturing imaginations and going forward like a Jumanji. I'm a little nervous about movies based upon, uh, you know, essentially theme park rides. But I can tell you, Dwayne Johnson has hit his stride. Emily Bunt is great. And I think that... This is the type of movie a lot of people are looking for right now. It's very palatable to a lot of audiences. A lot of people young and old can go see that one. So I think that one may be another one where I would call it kind of, it's not really a dark horse, but I'm interested to see how well it can rise in terms of people coming out. And that comes out in uh, July 20th.
1: And that'll be two movies for Emily Blunt this year, because we've also got the sequel to A Quiet Place finally coming out. So she's going to have a good year, I hope.
0: Yeah, let's hope. I and mean, that movie, too, when you when you think about that, that was supposed to come out well over a year ago. Yeah. And they moved up to this Memorial Day weekend slot now um, that actually got vacated and, and turned around because Fast 9 moved a little bit. And if you watched the first one, you loved it. And i got to imagine that they're going to give us another great one in A Quiet Place, too, on Memorial Day weekend. So a great kickoff to what I would call our Midwestern summer season. Because for Hollywood, it starts in late April and May. I think for all of the Midwest, we think of Memorial Day as our true kickoff for summer.
1: And I've got to say, with uh, being obviously a geek-based radio show, one of the ones I've been very excited about for several reasons is James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which we're hopefully going to get August 6th. um, At the D.C. extravaganza that they did online, I guess, wow, it's almost been about nine months since that happened uh they had the cast they introduced everybody and between james gunn being in charge and the guy's really good when it comes to sticking to the source material and he's talked about john ostrander the original writer of this suicide squad that he's kind of basing it off of uh coming to the set and he's even got a small part in it and the cast alone i think this one might do really well for warner brothers dc
0: oh i think so i think so as well i mean We've seen a string of DC movies, and I think part of the issue is, while I've enjoyed most of them, a lot of people think they miss, and they've had a few misses here and there. So I think this is another great time for them to come. It's got an all-star cast when you look at who's in this one. yeah, I mean, you look at everyone, not only Margot Robbie, but you've got Taika Waititi, you've got Sylvester Stallone's going to be in this one, you've got people like John Cena, You've, you've basically got... Just a ton of A-listers in this movie. I don't see any way you can go wrong. And under the helm of such a great director, essentially like James Gunn, I really hope that they make this one go over the top and give us something to look forward to. Because if they do this one right, just think about all the spinoffs and everything that can come about if they get this one right and what could happen in the future uh, for future movies down the road.
1: Yeah, they've already talked about, I think, John Cena is doing a Peacemaker series on HBO Max. So I don't know if that's a prequel set before the events of Suicide Squad or if it'll be afterwards. But it's James Gunn, so we're getting the usual suspects. We're getting Michael Rooker's in it, David Desmelchins in it, Sean Gunn. Uh, he's brought in people he knows and trusts and knows are good, but we're getting Peter Capaldi, the 12th Doctor's in it. So it's just an outstanding cast. I'm very, very excited for this film.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And when you take a look at whatever what what else is coming up, I can tell you that the other movie I'm really looking forward to, to see how they follow it up, is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. Now, currently it's slated by June 25th. But if you look at the calendar, you'll also see a little movie called Fast 9 that's supposed mm. to be released on June 25th. So I'm really wondering... <laughs> I don't think Fast 9 is going to move out of that slot because they just moved into it. But I'm really wondering is that I'm going to go right up against it at that time period. But, again, this one, I loved the first one. I thought it was great from an aspect of this is another character I'd like to learn more about. And I know some people were a little bit mediocre on how they liked the first one. But I really thought that was a movie where in the second half of that film... They tied a lot of things up, they got me excited, and now they're going to give me number two for me to really make a judgment on how many more I want to see.
1: I agree. I think that's going to be one to watch as well, because I was was a skeptic going in, but I think they pulled it off really well, even without Spider-Man, since that was kind of a character introduced in the amazing Spider-Man comics, Uh, but they did a great job with it overall uh we're coming up at the end of the show already brett it's big. It goes by quick if you would just let people know where they can find you online and where they can look up marcus theaters and get their tickets and see the shows and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah check us out on marcus download our mobile app it's a great way to come to the theaters and have a low contact experience in other words otherwise we are also on facebook twitter and instagram so check out marcus theaters Thanks for coming out to the movies. As you can see, we've got a lot of fun stuff for you coming up.
1: Absolutely. It's always a good time. And make sure you uh, go to the website, get those concessions online, keep your contactless experience uh, going if you're worried about it. Trust me, it is safe. I wouldn't say it wasn't if I didn't feel it was. Everyone's got to do their own level of safety, though. But uh, it, it's really a great time to go see movies. And you just heard Brett and I go over all these great films are coming out. It's only going to get better from here. Brett Hoffman, as always, thanks for your time. We'll have to do it again very soon. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. And I want to thank both my guests, Brett Hoffman and James Gavsey. Uh, these are online as well. So if you're listening now and you just maybe tuned in late, uh, they're always online. If you're streaming these, go to the brand new website, geek dot com. You can check out the past episode. You can check out my list of celebrities. Joey's been doing a lot of work on that page. Having all the guests in alphabetical order, you click on a picture of the guest and you can see how many times they've been on, links to the show. We always try to keep up with uh, anything else that we've got going on that we'll let you know about on the website. If you have a suggestion, a guest you'd like to hear, uh, shoot me an email, geek me radio at gmail.com. I'm always looking for new guests. And if you've got someone you'd like to hear on the show, I'll reach out and try to get them. Uh, We want to make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at geek to me radio if you're streaming this on the facebook page then you already know that the facebook page is facebook.com slash geek to me radio make sure you give the page a like and we're trying to do more with our youtube so if you go to youtube click on or search i should say for geek to me radio subscribe there click the little bell so you get the notifications uh go through and watch some of our videos we just had a parody video drop that i call we survived 2020 to the tune of billy joel's We didn't start the fire, but all of our views, all the uh, subscriptions and likes on those pages help us. It aggregates us higher in the search engines because we're trying to make the show bigger and better all the time. A huge thanks to Joey V, who is doing all the streaming stuff. I don't even know where all those wires go that he's got over there on the other side of the board. But uh, big thanks to him and thanks again to KTRS for bringing the show over to... 550 ktrs and uh yeah keep up with us on twitter and instagram and all those other places look forward to connecting with all of you if you have a comment make sure you leave a comment and uh until next week my friends